Thank you for downloading this episode of the 155 Podcast, the public records interview series of all candidates in Hamilton's 2018 municipal election. For more election coverage, visit thepublicrecord.ca where you can sign up for our City Hall newsletter. Episode 100, Michael Pattison, running for mayor of the city of Hamilton. The first interview was originally recorded on September 29th. This is the second interview recording as the first was on an SD card that was lost. Michael Pattison, you're running for mayor of the city of Hamilton. Welcome to the public records, the 155 retake, because you were one of the interviews when the SD card went between the floorboards. So thank you for coming again. I've now been archived at the Seedworks. Uh Uh, It's like a time capsule. It is. And thank you, Joey, for uh, all you do for uh, local democracy. So firstly, tell us, who is Michael Pattison? I'm a 46-year-old, born and raised Hamiltonian. I've been blessed to live in all four corners of this city and own a very viable business downtown. And yeah, I'm a very passionate individual who wants to put my name forward as a choice for office of the mayor. Why are you running? I'm running for that exact reason. Being born and raised here, I've watched many of mistakes happen throughout our leadership. I'm here to offer you another choice, and I'm a people's choice. You know, this is not a Ford platform. This is not a Trump platform. I am a Hamiltonian. And I know the problems that we face after, like I said, living in all uh, four corners of this city. I guess what I have to say is I'm here with determination. I don't believe that Hamilton should just be forced with two choices for this position. I do believe that I have the vision um, that is grander than my two counterparts. I realize there's 15 running, but we all know how this works. So yes, I I am swinging up and I hope Hamilton's ready. How have you contributed to your community and our city? Well, I guess the most recent would be the downtown revitalization. So in 2004, I made a commitment to myself, my family, and the city as a whole. I came down here when we had nothing but boarded up stores. You know, crime was pretty rampant. We were, we were not doing well as a city. And when I showed up, it was exactly that. It was my determination to add to the, you know, there was another, it wasn't myself, there was another... Uh, There was a small group of people that were dedicated to make the turnaround happen. And in doing so, yes, put everything, time, energy, money, to make sure that our downtown became something fruitful and something that everyone wanted to enjoy. What are your three top policy platforms to create a better Hamilton, and how will you implement them? Number one, I'm going to end the debate of LRT, BRT. Mass transportation is number one. Our city needs to be connected. We need to be very future-driven. And mass transportation is the only thing that I believe is paramount in allowing and giving the capabilities for all Hamiltonians to enjoy this city, get to work, do everything we need to do, but it's most important. Second would be infrastructure. If our city is to grow with the Places to Grow Act and what we're speculating our growth rate will be, we need our infrastructure. And again, that's going to be another part of my debate with the LRT-BRT the infrastructure is pretty much the, the most important part to that equation. And third is the Accessibility Act. By 2025, Hamilton has to be fully accessible, or we will be facing penalties from the province. And for me, that is, again, I use the word paramount, but we have so many people that, well, the Accessibility Act is truly aimed for. Being raised with a one-legged grandmother, I've been accustomed to this my whole entire life. So yes, it's a passion for me to actually inspire people to make this act happen. What are three skills you will bring to elected office that makes you the best choice to represent Hamiltonians as our mayor? Number one is vision. 
Again, I think I have the best vision out of anybody running for the office of the mayor. Second, I would have to say it would be my resourcefulness slash collaboration. I am known to bring people together. I am known to be resourceful in finding what we need and building and forming the strong relationships that it takes to move forward. And third, hands down, my work ethic. Joey, you might be the only person I know that can match it, okay? Where it's, uh, I've been known to be uh, called a robot um, because I, when I'm committed, I follow everything through to f- like full fruition. The mayor is the only member of city council with a funded office that includes policy analysts, advisors, and other support staff. How will you effectively use your office to present well-researched policy solutions to city council to improve Hamilton? Possibly one of the strongest parts of my platform. And I know we will be touching on this later with the city manager position. But you have to understand, folks, I come attached to no one. At this point, when I am hiring for the office of the mayor, I'm looking for the best of the best in this city, those that are dedicated to make change. I literally want the professional side that will take this city all the way through, fully researched, everything will be backed. We need answers. The mayor is the head of city council and responsible for leading council, including the establishment of decorum and good governance. How will you lead council and as leader of council, how will you inspire confidence in our local government? I guess the thing is, folks, the writing is on the wall. There'll be many that will argue this fact, but I truly believe the provincial government will be handing down a five-ward system to Hamilton to match our provincial and federal counterparts. How I will use this to the advantage of the city and to the advantage of council is all freshly elected council members will understand we will now all work extremely hard to do the best we can for each ward. We are doing this because, yes, our numbers might be shrinking. And it's almost like, let's show who is the cream of the crop and rises to the top so we will be prepared for the future. As the only citywide elected official and the only local politician with both a full-time communications officer and significant advertising budget, the mayor's office comes with political capital, the ability to set the political agenda and push forward projects. How will you wisely leverage the mayor's office to achieve results for the residents of Hamilton? First and foremost, people must understand The provincial government basically runs every municipality. The goal that I'm setting for myself is that we must form a good relationship, a good working relationship with our provincial counterparts. We need to know exactly what their vision is for the city of Hamilton, and then that will give us the strategic plans to move forward with our investments, because again, folks, spending is passe. I do believe that everything that goes, all tax dollars that are collected should be wisely invested in our future. This is no longer a spend, spend, spend. I think that fiscally, things are going to get tight over the next four years, and we need to be very resourceful, ingenuitive, and again, follow a long-term vision that will lead this city for the next century. How will you communicate and connect with the residents of Hamilton if elected mayor? During the Cable 14 mayoral debate, a great point was asked, and it was about a meet the mayor program. And I had stated that, you know, it wasn't feasible for the mayor to take the time out every day to meet citizens. But at that point, I did state about how I believe community hubs, whether it be monthly, whether it be quarterly, I truly believe that every ward in this city and every community in this city should have the right to meet the mayor, meet your counselor, meet your both sides of your trustees. Because at that point, it is a hands-on. I truly believe in the town hall forum. I want to see engagement in the city rise. I want you to trust us with your tax money. 
And again, I want you to start to appreciate politicians again. Hamilton's zoning regulations prevent the building of multi-unit clustered housing, which is in scale with existing single-family housing, commonly referred to as the missing middle. There are approximately 100,000 Hamiltonians in their 20s and approximately 140,000 Hamiltonians over the age of 65. The missing middle is medium-density, transit-connected housing in walkable communities, as important to young renters, first-time owners, and critical for seniors seeking to successfully age in place in the communities they've lived for decades. As the mayor, you will need to address housing challenges in Hamilton. You will face opposition to infill development and provincially mandated intensification. How will you lead on citywide planning and provide the leadership needed to ensure the 740,000 residents projected to live in Hamilton in 2041 truly live in the best place to raise a child and age successfully? First and foremost, and I realize that it's probably going to be a fairly costly endeavor, but we need to readdress all of our zoning citywide. I find our zoning, which should be a tool, is actually handcuffed us as a city. So if we can actually work on the zoning first, that will allow us to literally start to endorse new creative ways to house people. We all know that this is not just a dilemma for Hamilton, but Hamilton does have a very hard time dealing with homelessness, poverty, you know, geared to income and affordable housing. So we need to come up with very firm but directed strategies to actually get people a roof over their head. And in doing so, you know, we have to think outside of the box. This is a new world now. And I mean, we can't just look at what was our status quo before. I think we all as a city, you should be forthright with your ideas and visions for what we can actually do to make this a city for all. Since amalgamation, the city of Hamilton has failed to meaningfully engage youth. In late 2017, the city began creating a youth strategy. What is your position on youth engagement and what are your plans to better engage youth? The simplest one is we need to literally be part of with the Hamilton District School Board and the Catholic School Board. I believe that municipal politics should actually be taught in the schools. I think they should be engaged upon. I've had this many conversations with youth during this campaign trail. And the number one is, as I tell them, you know, ask us questions. Those that are trying to be your leaders, you need to ask us the serious questions. And when they say, well, I don't really have the right, you know, I can't vote. And I say, well, you can, because the thing about being a politician is public scrutiny. And there's nothing better that when the youth can actually turn, and if their questions aren't being answered or are not being resolved, remember, they're the first ones that are becoming voters. They are the ones that literally, with that political scrutiny, can change things. And the second part to it is, I do want to dive into the HSR budget. I do believe that our youth are actually, you know, they're geographically landlocked. And I believe that free bus passing for youth is going to be one of the biggest keys that we can do to keep our youth engaged, allow them to get where they can be engaged. And I truly believe that when we engage our youth in the early ages, we will have a better future for them and the visionaries that will be our next leaders. The mayor is the voice of our city, the person who people across Hamilton listen to and look to for leadership. How will you lead us during the next four years to reduce poverty in Hamilton and improve quality of life for Hamiltonians? I mentioned earlier about working well with our provincial and federal counterparts. I am a firm backer of the guaranteed basic income. And as everybody knows, that is not a municipal issue. But I believe that Hamilton has to approach our counterparts 
to find out what it's going to take for us to make the investment to move forward. And if this act is not going to happen, then we have to be very, very fiscally responsible and finding out how do we secure better social services for those across the city. And I think number one has to be the tackling the affordable or geared to income housing. We have an issue. It needs to be resolved. So I have plans, but I would like to see what the province is offering first so we can actually have real budgets to work with, not speculative numbers. And I believe that is going to be our way forward. Hamilton City Council decided against ranked balloting. Ranked balloting enables voters to choose by prioritizing candidates, such as the top three, they feel qualified for public office and best able to represent them. What is your position on ranked ballots? Absolutely. Democracy has to evolve. You know, right now, the City of London, Ontario, they are doing the ranked ballot system. And I would, I would, I'm asking every Hamiltonian to pay attention to what the results are in London. You know, this is something that, again, I, I talk to our youth and our youth are excited about it. So it only makes sense. And when you actually look at having the ability with the ranked ballot system, I truly believe that you can now vote with your heart, your brain, and vision. How will you improve civic governance and engagement during the next four years? Well, first and foremost, I think that we are going to have a hard four years fiscally. If you pay attention to the global politics, the global economies, and the global climate, there are a lot of issues that are coming down the pipeline. So for me, it's about hunkering down. And I, do, I will say this with pride, but fiscal responsibility will have to be our number one resolve. And again, I said it earlier, spending is passe. We must look at how every dollar can now be used to invest in this great city, all wards, all 200 plus communities that are found here to basically make us one solid, beautiful, unbeatable, worldwide, world-class city. As mayor, you will chair the hiring committee, which will choose Hamilton's new city manager. How will the city of Hamilton's strategic plan guide your decision in hiring a new city manager, and what qualities do you seek in a new manager? As I touched on earlier, one of the strengths of my platform is that I am not affiliated, and the, the, all the positions within the office of the mayor to be filled as well. When we lost Chris Murray being headhunted to the city of Toronto, I believe that it gave us the utmost opportunity to put our name out there to start collecting the best of the best. Now, as far as the City of Hamilton's strategic growth plan, okay, yes, it was set forth and times are changing. There's going to be things that we can draw from that plan, and I'm not saying we're going to rewrite it. But the way the world is changing, we need to be adaptive and we need to be collective. And with that, the city manager, in, from my eyes, we have to look at fiscal responsibility. We've got to look at the cultures. And this is found in so, like every different community in the city, but it's fiscal responsibility, cultures, and then we must touch on heritage. Hamilton is world-renowned for the different amounts of, of heritage styles that have built this city. And I believe that is another way that we can respect our past and at the same time amplify our future. It's 2022. The public record is writing a review of the four-year council term that is just ending. What three words do you hope we will use to describe your term on council? And what three words do you hope will describe council as a whole? Hamilton is home. I truly believe that in that those words must be the feeling that comes out of everyone after my four-year term. 
Thank you. That's the end of the prepared questions you were sent in advance. Do you have any closing remarks that you wish to share? I would just like to state that on October 22nd, you have the opportunity to advance change. This is not a two idea. This isn't jump on the train or jump in front of it. We have much bigger issues. And I will always state, there is no singular question that needs to be answered. It is a very convoluted question that it has to be asked, but we have to be visionary and we have to be prepared to work hard to make Hamilton the city that it deserves to be. Thank you for joining us. I wish to thank my office mates at the Seedworks for freeing up the boardroom that I used to record this interview at the last minute and for all their efforts to get that SD card, which is now a time capsule. And in 50 years, the lost Michael Pattison interview will be dug up and it'll be interesting to see what people have to say then. So thank you for joining us again today. This has been episode 100 of the Public Records, the 155 podcast. The Public Record is Hamilton's local, independent, reader-funded news outlet. This podcast is made possible by members of the Public Records Press Club. Visit thepublicrecord.ca to learn more and listen to all episodes of the 155 podcast. Sign up for our newsletter and stay informed. The Public Record is a member of the National News Media Council, a voluntary self-regulatory organization that deals with journalistic practices and ethical behavior. To learn more about the Media Council, visit the Media Council at mediacouncil.ca. Thank you for listening. See you at the polls on October 22nd.